So guys, what do you think? Can you fall in love abroad in just 30 days? Well, I did it on first sight. <laughs> so fell in love, love at first sight with Anna and I. My, is it so cringy to watch at times. Yes, it's back. With a vengeance, the Ukrainian bride business. It is still, still, still there, just about on its life support. So the title for today's Vodka Vodcast is inspired by a client who wrote me that soon they'll be selling their own wives on their websites. Such is the desperation that they must be in to find suitable traditional women. With the big air quotes about Ukrainian women say they're traditional, we'll get into that a little bit later. But of course, that's a facetious title. I haven't actually seen any of them punt their own wives yet on, on their own websites, but maybe that's coming at a certain point. But uh, more seriously, there's actually been an uptick in consulting clients that I get have actually used the Ukrainian bride business in the last year or so. Surprise, surprise, they definitely do have some clients because it seems like a few guys are coming to me for consulting advice after it doesn't work out for them. And I can see, as I predicted, you know, the death nail is coming for this whole industry. It's kind of like trickled down to just a few different matchmakers at this point. And in this video, we're going to react to uh, the video I played a little clip for, for you already. And we're going to see in part how they actually go out recruiting because they are in a bit of a desperate scene. And I'm going to reveal uh, in a little bit more depth than I have in the other reaction videos about this industry in the last year. I'm going to reveal a little bit more about the direction it's going in, which is kind of predictable. But I'll reveal that a little bit later on. So let's get into it. Oh, before we do that, look at the beautiful, beautiful sunshine. I'm not sure if you can see much of the square because of the way the sun is behind the theater. But I am in Chernevsi in western Ukraine, absolutely beautiful city, and yeah, let's get into the video. Boyekli. So the first clip I'm gonna play for you from Match Guarantee's latest live stream the family in Canada is actually over a month ago. You're going to see something super cringy, but let me know what you think. I wanted to say hi to everyone. So, Katya is, um, well, like, we're not really friends with her, but I just come sometimes and play with her downstairs. So, almost all the, almost uh, half of the time that we were in a huddle, I was always coming down and playing with her and uh, Liana the other girl and one day um, dad told me that if I can sign up uh, because he saw me <laughs> being with him and so dad told me that if I can uh, sign her up on the match guarantee he'll give me $50 so I had a big motivation <laughs> so he's persuading his daughter to get into referrals for the money, it seems. Super cringe to see that on a live stream. I don't know. Write me down below in the comments what you think. I mean, is he giving her a life lesson in business, you know, um, to recruit uh, ladies? Of, I love that word, ladies. Honey with the Mahari changes. They're all ladies all of a sudden. Uh, who, you know, there you saw. She obviously is a young child. 
she's in it for the money, <laughs> the rewards. She's super excited about the amount of money that uh, Joe will have to give her, apparently. And now you have um, apparently a hot 25-year-old as part of the database for the match guarantee uh, matchmaking. Is that legitimate? Is it not legitimate? Is it child labor? <laughs> Down below, exploiting the young child to try and recruit in. Anyways, I'm not going to pass judging myself. I'll let you do that below in the comments. So let's go on to the second clip because, I mean, that's how they're apparently they're they're doing the recruitment at the moment in part, which, um, yeah, is unorthodox, I would say. So let's play just later on when he gets to your Irish boy here in part. Her name is Katya, that um, our daughter Irina signed up. Um, well, she hasn't technically signed up yet, but she said, yes, I want to sign up. So not technically signed up yet. I guess this is the kind of scene that Match Guarantee would be proud of. <laughs> we got lots of kids running around here in the background. 25-year-old, redhead, uh, beautiful, slim, you know, the full, the full package. <laughs> so my first question would be, why the hell would she be at a marriage agency if she's 25, slim and beautiful? None of the guys in Canada want her? And why would she need to do that? She's super high SMV, right? Top of the top of the top of the SMV. Okay, Joe also read my mind. Let's see how he responds. So why would she need our help? And it's just like uh, Julia in London, UK, who signed up for us. You know, she's 30, no, 26, sorry, she's 26. Why would these ladies, you know, 25, 26, beautiful, basically tens. Let's not get too carried away. Tens, I would go more six, but you know, when they move to the UK, I have a video about that, I'll link it up above the card down below in the description. You have the fact that geographically speaking, when women from Ukraine, when they move to the European Union or to the United Kingdom or to the US, their SMV, their sexual, sexual market value, on the local market, it goes up probably, yeah, probably two points, but I'm not gonna say it's gonna go up four. I've seen Yula and his live streams, you know, slightly above average, can we say, so six? Uh, certainly in the West, it would be tens. <laughs> and eight. Why do they need help? So we've talked about this before on live stream, that guys like Connor Klein, oh. <laughs> uh, they just say, you know, he's just such a naysayer, he says, uh, these ladies do not need help. They, they you know, he, he does dreams about it, but it's just not true. It's illogical. There's something wrong. If a girl who's moved from Ukraine to, I'm not sure if it's London, but she's living in the UK. She is, in my opinion, okay, he, he pulled up the numbers by calling her a 10, um, a six, but you know, she's probably an eight. You know, those guys just visually we're more stimulated when we see a girl for the first time in particular. It's not the only thing obviously we uh, choose women on, but it is the first thing we are visually based more than women are, for example. And he used the one to 10 scale. So I would say an eight when she moves to the UK. And the question is, what's wrong with her? Right? She can't meet any English guys. I mean, apparently she wants a Western guy if she's, uh, if she's in his database. So what's wrong with all the British guys? Uh, young girls, beautiful young girls need our help is because, you know, the world has become a hookup culture. Uh, people don't want to get married. Guys don't want to get married anymore. So his explanation is hookup culture, it's global, and no one wants to get married. Now, definitely in the West, statistically, 
people are less inclined to get married than they were, say, a generation ago. And there's more tolerance of promiscuity than there was, I would guess, a generation ago, definitely way more than two generations ago. But does that mean that everybody in the West is smashing each other left, right and center? No one is getting married. No one's having a relationship. Everything is, you know, one night standish. Obviously, that's not true. It's, it's more than, than in Ukraine, I would say, overall, in terms of uh, promiscuity. It's quite a few Ukrainian girls are quite prude, I would say. Uh, but, I mean, there's no one getting married in the UK. Of course, that's ridiculous. And in particular, British guys need to be very careful about who they choose for marriage because of British family law. It's the same in a lot of the West. If you are the socioeconomic higher partner, normally the man, and you get divorced, you're in grave danger of being absolutely fleeced. So, buyer beware, basically. Why they turn up? No, simply yeah. because uh, because they want tradition to meet traditional men in in Western culture. So they want to meet a traditional man. This word traditional again. First of all, Ukrainian women are not traditional themselves because if they were traditional, they would go and they would marry a Ukrainian guy. Right? That would be tradition to marry someone from your own culture uh, and not come to the West. Why would you go looking in the West for a traditional guy? It's obviously going to be a lot harder there than it's going to be in Ukraine or many other parts of the world. Like No one is moving to the West to find traditional men in particular, right? That's not where you go looking. So they're obviously motivated to be in England or other parts of the UK or in North America or in Germany for other reasons. Now, what does the West have that, say, Ukraine doesn't have? And that's higher socioeconomic development. And obviously, there's a war, so a lot of people move because of that. So it's obviously a lot safer. But no one goes to the UK and thinks, that's where I need to go to find a traditional man, right? So it's a little bit odd. I would say that that's his explanation. They're looking for a traditional man. And as I said, Ukrainian women are not traditional in the first place. Traditional women usually marry someone within their tradition. And there are lots of other parts of Eastern Europe, or we'll say further east at least, where women are more traditional. I always give the example of Armenia. But in Armenia, there's very little of this hookup culture promiscuity. There's very little um, women who lose their virginity maybe a bit more in the capital Yerevan, but my understanding is that it's strongly frowned upon. They, they lose the virginity on their wedding night, more traditionally. That's not the case in Ukraine in general. They have a very low divorce rate. Ukraine doesn't. Ukraine has a super high divorce, has a higher divorce rate than in the West. Yes, you heard that right. Their divorce rate is between 55 and 60 percent. Uh -huh. Yeah, traditional. And they don't tend to have very many children. The f fertility rates is super low. If I remember correctly, it's like 1.2 or 1.3. Again, if I take my home country, Ireland, it's like somewhere between 1.8 and 2 over the last uh, generation or so. Yeah, in Ireland, it's way more traditional. We also have a very low divorce rate in Ireland, relative, which is more traditional. Yeah, so I don't know why. Maybe that's it. Maybe they came to, maybe she should go to Ireland. She'll find more traditional men, probably, than, she'll, than apparently she's going to find um, in, I was going to say in Ukraine, but it's kind of nonsensical. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, let's go on. So I see that those guys who come to us, despite on their age, 
they were raised in traditional values families. Uh, and so they have this need to create um, the same... Uh... What I will say is that Ukrainian women are financially unemancipated. They see the men as the main breadwinner and they don't normally see, especially during the courting period, that they should contribute financially. Men, as I always say in my videos, you need to be that real man, nastoyashi mujik, and you need to have the plan, you need to lead everything, you need to pay for everything. That is the more traditional culture, I would say. But other than that, I'm not seeing why they're so traditional, right? I mean, they don't do the other half, they don't have 10 kids and uh, stand around barefoot and pregnant in the, the kitchen cooking borscht all day. That, I mean, that, that's not what goes on here, right? So, and also, let me point out that not just Joe, but other Ukrainian bride business owners, they don't have traditional families themselves. He's in, effectively, I guess we could call it a blended family, right? He's looking after the children that he's, I mean, he's married and they're, they're his children legally now, but they're not his biological children, which is great. I applaud him for that. I mean, it's a responsibility I wouldn't take on personally, at least now, maybe in the future I think differently, but for now, I definitely wouldn't take on the responsibility of children that are not my own uh, progeny. But that's not traditional, as far as I can see. So again, this traditional world is so malleable, it basically almost means nothing. Um, but anyways, it's a good selling point. It's the thing in the market, they all use traditional values, but with women that, to me, don't seem very traditional, other than making you pay for the dates. And they have a hard time to meet those qualities in women in, West, in the West, so they're looking for those qualities somewhere in the world. We're still talking about getting married in the West and living in the West with Western family law, with UK family law. Are you out of your mind as a former lawyer that you're going to uh, dive in and get married to a woman that you don't really know very well and live under Western family law where she can take you for alimony, child support, and of course take a um, large part of your assets? Because you can have a prenup and stuff, but the court can set it aside. So it's not very clear how that's going to go. And remember, Ukrainian women come from a culture where divorce is the norm. It's over 50%. It's over 50%. And if you think they're not going to behave in a similar way to a lot of Western women who exploit the family law when they get to the West, you're being a tad naive. She will go to the beauty salon, probably a very nice one where there are other Ukrainian women, maybe even uh, Ukrainian manicurists, will make, do her nails very nicely and there will be other women probably from Ukraine, maybe from Russia, maybe from Kazakhstan or Belarus or Moldova and they will cackle together, right? Tak, 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 tak. And one of them will probably have figured out divorce law in the UK, in California, in New York, wherever it happens to be, Canada. And she will tell them though, did you know that here it's not like back home where basically women cannot uh, abuse men in divorce. I mean, they probably get abused themselves because divorce law in, in Ukraine, whilst there is a split of marital assets, there is very low child support and alimony is not a thing. And divorce is still over 50%. So don't be naive that you won't figure out, you know, when she gets there from other women from a similar culture that the divorce law is very different in countries like the UK. And I'll give you an example. Back in 2008, when there was the financial crisis, many Russian oligarchs' wives divorced their husbands. 
and they didn't divorce them in Russia. You know where they divorced them? In London. And why was that? Because they owned property in London. They were able to say that there was a nexus uh, with the United Kingdom and they divorced them under British family law. And why do you think that they did that? Because family law in the UK, like a lot of the West, it favors socioeconomically inferior partner, which in those relationships with a Russian oligarch man is obviously the woman and she's able to take away more resources from him. So don't be naive about that. Uh, I always say to guys like, I don't have any problem with marriage. If it's a good deal for you, uh, then definitely go ahead, get married. But I would look at the law about where you're going to live and make sure that if it does go wrong, because you got to plan for these things. Like divorce in Ukraine is over 50%. Like it's a 50-50. Let's be frank about it. Like it's lower, as I said, in Ireland. I think it's even less than 20% in Ireland. So there maybe you don't have to plan as heavily statistically. But with a Ukrainian, you need to be planning for the possibility that that's just going to be a divorce. And of course, most of these women who are over 30, like he's talking about a woman who's under 25, I assume is unmarried, has never been married. But a lot of the women who are going to go to marriage agencies and matchmakers, they're going to be single moms, uh, which makes sense because their value, their SMV is going to be lower because you do have to invest in uh, another man's children if you are going to um, get married to them or, or go out with them. And as a result, they've already obviously been almost certainly divorced themselves one time. So, yeah. Connor Klein makes the case that, hey, look, um, these women are all over the world now. They're in Canada. They're in London, like this girl Katya and uh, Yulia in London. Now, why, why can't they meet a man? Why do they need help? It's because these men want to sleep with them, but they want to marry them. They're not looking for a serious you know, uh, relationship that, ha that leads to marriage. Again, my question is that they can't find any men that want to wife them up. Really? Even though they're like an eight, in my opinion, he says a 10. You think really that tens can't find any guy to wife them up? There's something else not right. Let's be frank about it. It's a bit suspicious. No one wants to wife up tens, apparently. Uh, and in Ukraine, uh, it's reverse divorce rate, right? So the woman is typically raped after, upon divorce. So these women, uh, they don't have this on their brain. They don't have this in their thoughts that, oh yeah, I'll get married for the money. What is he talking about? Now, I understand as I already outlined that divorce law isn't going to favor Ukrainian women as the socioeconomic inferior partners much in Ukraine it is in the West. Uh, to say they get raped, upon divorce, I think he means that normally the child support is uh, quite low and then the guy just disappears out of the children's lives and that's obviously for me not acceptable but that is the divorce law in Ukraine. And he says they're not financially incentivized to get married, that's not why they're choosing men. Really? Ukrainian women are not financially emancipated. They are less likely to be interested in a man for something else other than finances. They see the man as the main breadwinner. What is he ranting about here? This makes no sense to me. That's just not, I mean, certainly that our ladies, that's not their, that's certainly not their motive. Only his ladies apparently are not the <laughs> ones who are motivated uh, by finances and maybe so she can higher status. I mean, that is hypergamy. It's cross-cultural, we know it. It doesn't mean every single woman thinks like that, but that is the trend as a species for the last I don't know, 
at least the last few hundred years, from what I can see. Uh, that's just the way that women have chosen men, if not longer. So, apparently he thinks he attracts non-hypergamous women who want traditional values. So that's an oxymoron, if they don't want the guy to be uh, financially successful, or at least higher, more financially successful than made up to provide for the family. That just sounds like he does attract those kind of women, right? Maybe he wants to say that, oh, there are ladies, of course, ladies, but our ladies, uh, they're motivated by love and nice feelings, and they're so traditional, then why the hell are they looking for a Western guy in the first place, right? There's actually an interesting study, it was done in Finland, that Finnish men married women that were from poorer countries, socioeconomically inferior, whilst Finnish women, they married, on the whole, men from higher socioeconomic status countries, right? Uh, it's just the way it works. Even in Finland, right? That's the trend. Because women are going to look on an average, are going to look for a guy of higher socioeconomic status. It's just the way that we are biologically. It doesn't mean everyone's like that. It doesn't mean that it'll be like this forever. But to deny that seems a bit mad. So I don't really understand. It's super cringy at times watching him, but okay. I know that he definitely gets some business, as I was saying, because I have lots of guys come to me who have been his former clients. So what else can I say about the Ukrainian bride business? I did do an interview with Yelena. I'll link that up in the card down below in the description. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. Now, she did say some things in that because obviously I'm a skeptic of the Ukrainian bride business, but she did point out that some Ukrainian women, they are in countries like where she is, Bulgaria, and the guys are not particularly socially economically successful relative to further west like America and many of those women are interested in still looking for a guy and moving to North America because that's a fair point it's not going to be a huge number most of the women are in countries like Germany the UK like his Yulia like Joe's Yulia uh, but even amongst those women that are in Germany Yelena gave the example but the government actually assigned them to go and live in small towns or villages where for some of the women, especially from big cities like Kyiv, uh, it's not that attractive for them because it's hard for them to meet guys that they think is on the level that's socioeconomically that's attractive to them, that's interesting to them, and they're less likely to find that in a small village. So there are some exceptions. The Ukrainian bride business is still trundling along, but it is declining, and most of the main actors in this business have already exited. Uh, they've normally pivoted to other regions. I was looking at some of their YouTube channels. Now they're talking nonstop, as they have been for the last six months, at least, if not a year, about Colombian women, uh, where the divorce rate is low, and I would say they seem a bit more traditional there. Uh, Filipina women, uh, I saw Thai women there in some of them. Costa Rican, I think, I saw Mexican. Uh, that's where they pivot to other geographical regions across the globe. Uh, there are some still focusing Ukraine, but they're pretty rare. I mean, Joe's still in there. Uh, maybe he's just uh, hoovering up all the available business that's left. And some of them have even just closed up shop. I saw some of his competitors. There was a Dream Connections down in Mikolaiv that seems to be not working anymore, at least now when I'm making it. And in general, the ones that were still there uh, from before yeah, very few views on their YouTube channel. Doesn't seem like much is going on. So what is the alternative? Are they going to eventually just pivot to Colombia? Are we going to see Joe suddenly flying to Latin America and telling us about the wonders of Colombian women? Well, there are other countries in the region. Like, they're not going to go, I think, ever to Armenia because, well, to be frank, Armenian women are actually really traditional. 
at least a lot more traditional. There aren't that many single moms, and uh, yeah, they all seem to want Armenian men <laughs> in general. So not sure what the prospects are there. But for example, you got neighboring Belarus, where because of the political situation, a lot of women do want to leave, and it's become quite difficult for them there. And foreigners are going very little to Belarus. I did do a video uh, back in 2020 with a Belarusian matchmaker. I'll link that one up above on the card down below in the description. Go check that out. Um, apparently some clients are still, or some, some guys are still going to meet Belarusian women. They meet them in Poland normally. Uh, now we got traffic beside us. Stop. Save it for the missus. And I predict that at a certain point that the Ukrainian buy business will betray Ukraine and it will start to pitch Russian brides. Because think about it, this industry basically needs women to be in a difficult position. Like they, now we live in the time of the internet, so we got Tinder, we got Instagram, so women are not really that geographically isolated like they were before. Possibly that's the direction you're gonna see in the future with say, the eastern part of Europe is that it will suddenly start pumping lots of money into branding Russian brides. Uh, but I don't know what the chances are, of, like, because the whole thing is you're going to have to bring your bride to be to the West. And I don't know what the chances are of getting a fiance visa for a Russian um, with the current political situation. And it, it could get a lot worse in the future. Like for Ukrainians, you still have Uniting for Ukraine program. So I will say that, that at least, you know, it's a lot easier to bring Ukrainian if you are in a relationship or looking uh, and you want them to move to the West, you're willing to take that risk with uh, Western family law. Well, at least you have that, it's a lot easier. But in Canada, for example, they've already closed the program. Uh, they are talking about opening a new one, but it's, you know, there's no priority for Ukrainians right at the moment when I'm making this video, which is like late September, 2023. So um, yeah, not really sure how that's gonna work out. But anyways, it is always fun reacting to match guarantee. I find it super cringy, but you know, I'll give him the one thing, he's entertaining, for sure. So, if you are looking for advice, um, maybe you've already used the matchmaker and hasn't worked out, and you wanna know what your best plan is, your options are, then down below is a link to my consulting, and we can jump on a call like I've been doing. Plenty of clients from the Ukrainian bride business where it hasn't worked out for them, and we can jump on a call and we can get you set up with the best strategy that will help you meet the woman of your dreams, for sure. So if you are one of these guys who's fallen foul of the Ukrainian bride business, any form of it, and you're frustrated by what's happened and with your outlook and options at the moment for meeting beautiful, sincere women in the eastern part of Europe or New Europe as I call it nowadays, uh, definitely not in Russia and Belarus, <laughs> then down below is a link to my consulting and we can set up a consulting call and we'll go into depth about what has happened in your case and give you a plan of action going forward. Actually, we just zoom around now if we can hear it. Probably not because it's a bit of background noise. There's actually a church service going on there. Uh, some nice uh, recitations, quite appropriate for the city I'm in. It's a beautiful old world architecture here in Chernovsky. So there are some other things for you to check out. Let's make sure I don't get run over as I cross the street <laughs> here. There's uh, one part of this pedestrian street that uh, obviously has some traffic going through it. And yeah, there's some other playlists. If you're new to this channel, if you've just come across it, you should definitely go and check it out. And that is primarily 
to look at my vodka vodcast playlist i'll link it up above in a card down below in the description as well i must have over 50 hours of content where i dive deep into mentality in particular in ukraine but also in other parts of eastern and central uh, europe and in particular the dating mindset that is necessary to succeed here how to get that real man mindset going and working for you let's go check that out and yeah i'm known as the insider in this region for a reason first of all so I'm still inside Ukraine at the moment because that makes me pretty unique. And secondly, I've been here for over, you know, 10 years in this region, basically dating, traveling, living. And yeah, I'm the guy who has the best, in the best position to advise you from what I can see. And also I have a background in international relations, used to work as a lawyer. So if you are looking also at relocating to this part of the world, that's actually what I help guys with most at the moment. It's really just lifestyle, they come here. The dating is great and everything, but it's not actually the first thing. So for that, I have Zara experience, in-person experience. You come with me and you have an unforgettable weekend somewhere else at the moment in New Europe as I call it, but basically Eastern and Central Europe because I'm not currently taking clients in person here in Ukraine with the Russo-Ukrainian war. Although as you see, it is a beautiful Sunday evening and we're having an Indian summer, but alas, it is a country that is obviously afflicted by this war quite severely. And I'm not currently <laughs> for sure taking clients to Russia or Belarus, but I have been taking clients to Warsaw if the capital of Poland, Almaty in Kazakhstan, Riga, the capital of Latvia, and not so far from here, I actually came from Chisinau, the capital of Moldova this morning. So there are the four places. And if you think that that's a good fit, then down below, you can take your shot in the words of Wayne Gretzky, a Canuck ice hockey player with Ukrainian, Belarusian and Polish origins you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So on that note, I will bid you a pleasant evening from here. Dopobachna in Chernovsi, the beautiful gem of Western Ukraine that most people don't know, but actually Mila Kunis is actually from here. She's born here. So the little brother of maybe Lviv, you want to put it in context for beautiful old world architecture in Ukraine. So Dopobachna. Ciao, ciao. Sar Experience.